Hello, my friends. Today, Psalm 51 from the ESV. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good design and your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, then bulls will be offered on your altar. So there are times in your life when you cry out for justice to be done, for wrong things to be set right in the world, for the guilty to get their comeuppance. And then there are times when you cry out for mercy asking, pleading, begging for what you know you don't deserve and what you cannot do for yourself. And this was one of those times for David. You see, uh, David had, uh, he was the overlooked runt of Jesse who turned into the golden boy of Jerusalem. He now tarnished his reputation. He was the man after God's own heart. And here he asks for a new heart because He fell prey uh, to the sin of lust, and then he acted upon it, leading to adultery. He slept with another man's wife, uh, and then he continued to compound that and cover that up, becoming aware of her pregnancy. Uh, He tried uh, to get Uriah to come come home from the battlefield to his wife, Uh, and then uh, after that didn't work, the cover-up didn't work, he then ordered Uriah the Hittite to the front of the battlefield in order uh, to try to cover up uh, this this whole thing and not live with the guilt that was eating him away. And after all of that, he still didn't come clean and took the prophet Nathan to point it out to him. David really, really blew it. And it's only after this that he begins to reprocess his personal guilt in this penitential psalm. Uh, He uses these distinct sin words, aon, like guilt or iniquity, chata, missing the mark or missing the good thing or uh, erring in your ways. Uh, And then pesha, 
which is more like rebellion or revolt, uh, like uh, straight out, (laughs) uh, willful disobedience. Um, All these things are wrapped up in this episode with David. And uh, the beautiful thing about this psalm, the redemptive lining, is that this individual penitential psalm through David's vulnerability gets passed down through the generations as a community confession. And uh, that's pretty remarkable. And this has connected uh, with all sorts of people who've failed in their judgment and who uh, call upon God's mercy. They recognize their own faithlessness and they rely on God's faithfulness. See, uh, adultery, David's sin, uh, also is uh, a metaphorical uh, kind of thing in the Bible. See, David says, against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Adultery Uh, was a symbol for a way of speaking about idolatry, that something else became more beautiful or desirable, uh, more worthy of worship, more worthy of sculpting your life around than God. And see, all of us can kind of sin in such a way as to love something else more than God. And what needs to take place, that more beautiful thing, God's love and faithfulness and mercy uh, needs to cover, uh, needs to become the object of worship and praise, the, the place where, the new place where the eyes, uh, where the eyes look. And uh, friends, this is a psalm that was incredibly meaningful uh, for me. Uh, especially during my high school years uh, when I really struggled uh, with uh, lust and pornography and all these kinds of things. And eventually, uh, this was uh, a significant enough process, receiving uh, God's forgiveness and calling upon that mercy, uh, that God's mercy and forgiveness The beauty of that overwhelmed. (laughs) The beauty of the love that I experienced from God overwhelmed the beauty, the false beauty that I saw uh, in those images and in that desire. And in the midst of that um, time in my life, this was a song uh, that resounded for me. I think I learned it at camp, but don't quote me on that. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. 
Friends, thanks be to God (laughs) that God meets us even in these moments. Paul picks up on this in Romans 3. What if someone were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Paul says in another place that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's a glorious exchange. In fact, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Peace.